0: content discussed on this show is not necessarily the opinion of the cast of Spiritually Raw, and topics quite often are for mature audiences only. So, if you happen to have your 13-year-old listening in, that's your problem.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritually Raw. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And i also like to thank Juan Carlos, our producer, always gives us great instructions on how to play <laughs> nice on the show, and Coach Sarge Brown commentating with us today. You can also find us on BBS Radio every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. More shows upcoming, and we'll let you know as they get added on here. So if you are an expert or authority or have an amazing personal story that revolves around the supernatural, we want to know about it now all I got to do is go to spirituallyraw.com and April is kicking me under the table saying I'm supposed to say we're on iTunes, right? Yes, yep, Got it, okay, so on <laughs> iTunes too, so the lot you give me here to say, man. So, <laughs>
2: Just read the lines, read the lines,
1: God. It's so much, it's so much. It's a lot of pressure. I know, it really is and all I like a format there. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Spiritually Raw. Join our Facebook group if for you aspiring radio show hosts secrets to radio riches on facebook and remember you're only one show away
2: you got that right
1: rachel line up right
2: we have three awesome guests today fast have, and furious yeah yeah well you don't have any time to waste today jay busy 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 daniel the healer he's an intuitive holistic energy healer body whisperer psychic energy chiropractor that's a new one for us psychic surgeon spiritual counselor as well we also have jeff, jeff dawson He is a 35-year road construction veteran turned multi-genre author, everything from true love story to vampires and the Third Reich. But first up, we have Shirley Ennebrad. She is a speaker, certified grief counselor, and author of Over the Rainbow Bridge. Her son, Corey, had an out-of-body experiences for a year and a half before he passed away. He spoke reincarnation before he was even two years old. Then her grandson was born 13 years after her son passed. And two, when he was two years old, when her grandson was two years old, he informed her that it was her son reincarnated. This is absolutely so extraordinary. And he recognized people in, in photographs that he never met. He never talked about um in previous lives until he was 10. And she said that Shirley has seen, obviously, first-hand accounts of reincarnation. This is miraculous. Yeah,
1: let's bring Shirley on the phone. No, that's not an A, that's an
2: A. Oh.
1: What's wrong with you people? I know, he's twisted. I know, give a chance to speak for God's sake. Shirley, welcome to the show. How are you? Aloha. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's where you're from, right? (laughs) So your son, Corey... Oh my gosh! So he started having out-of-body experiences, and you know, uh, before he passed. And do, do you mind us asking you how did he pass?
3: He was diagnosed with leukemia when he's he was three, and he died right after his ninth birthday. Oh.
1: All right, all right. And, oh. and so, when he started having these experiences, you know, when did at what point did he start saying, "Okay, hey mom, I'm having this is what's happening to me," and how did you how did you figure out that's exactly what was happening?
3: Well, oddly, when I was ten years old, I had a premonition that I was going to have a sick child someday, and that he he would end up dying.
2: Oh my gosh! Together, we
3: we would teach people about
2: life and living. So wait, wait, wait. I I have to unpack that. So at ten years old, you had this intense premonition. Did it just? Were you intuitive, or was it something like boom? It just hit you out of the blue.
3: Well, I was I was pretty intuitive, but I didn't. about it because I was surrounded by all brothers and I thought that I was the odd man out anyway so but I wrote a poem about it and my mom found it and she freaked out and then asked me about it and I told her that I knew that I would have a sick child who would die God. and she she was all worried that it was me that I was having the premonition about but I knew very clearly that it wasn't me that it was my child so
4: when, when he was now, yeah, real quick, I, can I uh-huh. jump in there real quick, Shirley? Uh, that didn't make you want to not have a child.
3: No, because I felt like there was a purpose. I was kind. I was told that there was. Wow, a purpose. that's yeah. good.
4: Yeah.
3: When,
1: when you say you You're were told strong. that, yeah, you are, and uh, it's when you were told that you you were told you had a purpose, who was actually telling you?
3: Well, I kind of just always thought it was like a guardian angel because I would hear um, voices in my head telling me i almost fell in a um what do you call those things those water towers oh like a wishing well but you know they're up on stilts and you have to climb a ladder to get it's where your water oh yeah yeah
1: yeah i got you how'd you get up there Yeah, how'd you get up there how do you fall up you would have to climb up there to fall in there right
3: (laughs) I, i was pretty active i climbed up there and i wanted to see the water so I was leaning over and trying to touch it and I started to fall in.
1: They're
2: like two and three stories high
3: more than that I know yeah
1: they're like 100 feet high uh, right, at least yeah.
3: So I, this voice said you know told me to throw myself backwards and I did and I luckily landed on the, the platform that you walk on but I really almost fell in and they never would have found me till the water tasted bad so oh my god I always had these I always had these sort of voices that would um, guide me in very clear, it was like somebody was sitting right next to me and I could hear them. So when I wrote the poem, it was because of what somebody was saying to me about the surroundings. We were driving past Half Moon Bay and I just had this weird vision of of a graveyard and I wrote this poem and like I said, it freaked my mom out. So I kind of knew when I had him and he seemed really advanced for his age because he was standing up uh, on his second day of life. How's how that on my possible? Stomach. Whoa! Yeah, he was super the, strong. He he grabbed my thumbs and he stood himself up and looked me straight in the face, and I thought, oh my god, oh, he's the one. That's amazing. Then, yeah. So yeah, he was crawling, and uh, when he was three months old, he was already starting to crawl, and sitting up at four months, and you know, trying to talk. And how he do you ex- just amazing? How do
2: you explain that?
3: I just felt like he, he was in fast forward.
2: there's a lot hold on one second there's a lot of background sound going um, on back there so do you think that he was an advanced being oh definitely because before when he was
3: like 15 months old he started talking about previous lifetimes and very clearly you know he could converse uh with people when he was quite young because he started talking really young too so that's why I mean I felt like he was in fast forward so I knew that um, that he was the one I'd had the premonition about which broke my heart but at the same time it it made me make his life fun and we enjoyed every moment of the life that he had so when he got sick at three I kind of I knew that he wouldn't survive
1: so when you, when you knew it was him and this was the premonition, I mean, you know, how, how were you able to process this emotionally? Yeah. I mean, did you, did you, did you have anybody to reach out to? Like, how did you yourself have the strength to know that this, Hey, this is my premonition's coming true and you have to go through this. Like, how did you deal with this?
3: Well, because I had told my mom about it when I was a child, we hadn't really talked about it until later. Um, but I had an uncle that, got cancer when I was about 13 or 14. So then I knew what the word was. I knew what the disease was gonna be and I told my mom then. But then we didn't talk about it until I was, you know, uh, 25 and had this baby. And um, so she and I could talk about it and I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. I did feel supported because she knew that I was worried about it. But I, was, I wasn't I was gonna let it ruin my life with him. I was just gonna just make it more enjoyable and more fun. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Now, what about, was it your husband at the time that you you had your child with or uh, someone you was, uh, you know, still with uh, and how did they feel?
3: Well, actually uh, that would be my ex-husband. Okay. And um, (laughs) I didn't, I never told him. I didn't think he'd understand. He was raised like really strictly Catholic And I was raised more spiritual because my grandfather was Hawaiian. My grandparents were Hawaiian on my mom's side. So, Mm -hmm. um, and although my grandfather was a Methodist minister on the big island, but um, he was very spiritual. He was more Hawaiian than he was Christian.
2: So now your, your grandson is born and he drops this bomb that he is now your son reincarnated. How, how do you even process that? Or were you not even surprised? Did you like look at him throughout his life and realize, you know what, this is my son. He came back to me.
3: Well, actually, um, before my son died, he said, he he told me that he wanted to be a boy named Michael. And, um, so he said, if you have another child, I want to be your child, but I don't want to be a girl. So I had another child, but it was a girl. So I thought, Oh, well, and then my grandson was actually two when he started pointing out pictures. Um, on the wall, pictures of my son and my daughter when they were little kids. Like, So it was his mom as a baby. And he's pointing at the picture going, oh, there we are when I uh, was Spider-Man for Halloween. And I said, oh, no, honey. I said, that's not you. That's your Uncle Cory. And he said, oh. He said, I know. That's me. And I went, what? And he said, I am Uncle Cory. Oh, my God. And he said this
1: to you at that two years old?
3: At two years old. And then he... He was looking at some pictures that were um, of cousins on his um, on my ex-husband's side, uh, cousins that he'd never met, that cousins of his mom's, actually. And he was pointing out the pictures, and it was the four kids. It was my son and my daughter and their cousins. And he was looking at the picture very intently, and he said, you know, there's Travis and there's Trista, and there's my mom when she was a baby, and there's me. And I thought, oh, boy, this kid is a trip. So he kept coming up with little gems like that when he would see pictures and he would talk about where the pictures were taken and who was in them. And, he, you know, this is a two-year-old. He'd never seen these people before. So it was it was pretty incredible, but it didn't surprise me at all because he'd sort of prepared me for that.
1: How's the relationship with you and your grandson now? Is it, I mean, is it, is it closer than having, I mean, like, how does he react to you? How old is he now, first of all?
3: He's 21.
1: Okay, so at 21 years old, like what's his, you know, how does he connect with you? Do you feel like he connects with you more of a, as a grandmotherly figure or more like, hey, this is my mom? You know what I mean?
3: Well, that's a funny question because as he was growing up, he would slip and call me mom all the time. And, and um, he was talking to his, his mom one day and she started laughing and she said, oh my gosh, you remind me so much of my brother. And he said, "Bry, when are you going to get it? It's me. So wow. when he was wow. when he was 13, he saw a ghost uh, in our neighborhood, and uh, we think it was somebody that my daughter had known. So, you know, he's experienced otherworldly things too. And I asked him before the book came out. I said, "Are you going to be embarrassed um, or feel awkward about what I say about you in the book?" And he said, "No, I know who I am."
2: So now, Not does your daughter, who's his mother, has she come to believe that it's her brother or she's still in denial or doesn't understand it?
3: She doesn't understand it, but she could not deny that what he was saying was mind blowing. So, but she, you know, she's just still thinks of it more as her own child.
1: Does that affect your relationship with her at all?
3: No, not at all. But cause she, they live here too. And, um, my grandson and I have always been super close. So,
2: it's it's good and um so now what happened when your son was six hold that thought yeah hold hold that thought we're
1: gonna find out what happened when your son was six after a word from our sponsor hang tight everybody welcome to the world of jeff dawson 35-year road construction veteran to a multi-genre author whose books range from a true love story of his soulmate to a historical perspective of vampires versus the Third Reich. Jeff's unique perspective on life and the way he dealt with the back-to-back tragedies will amaze you with eye-opening revelations. Lose yourself in Jeff's books such as A Terror at the Sterling, Love's True Second Chance and Final Delivery and so much more. Visit Amazon.com and get copies of Jeff Dawson's books today. Jeff's books also make great gifts and great stocking stuffers.
2: Shirley Ennebred knows firsthand how to cope with the range of emotions, uncertainty, and grief, both during illness and worst-case scenario, after death. To help others, she's authored two grief books, Over the Rainbow Bridge, the story of her young son, Corey, and his inspiring journey as he battled leukemia, and Six World Lessons on Coping with Grief, 100 Lessons to Help You and Your Loved Ones Deal with Loss. To purchase her books, go to www.shirleyenabred.com. Are you letting self-doubt prevent you from creating the life you really want? Reclaim control of your destiny and connect to the magic of life. Best-selling author and motivational speaker, Lisa J. Crawford, uses her amazing life story to strengthen, heal, and motivate others. From her silent screams, to self-empowerment, to advocate for victims of sexual abuse, Lisa Crawford takes you on an inspiring journey to overcome obstacles and feel empowered to reach your full potential and discover self-love. The greatest moment is realizing that once you are committed, there is no turning back. Connect with Lisa J. Crawford today. Go to lisajcrawford.com.
1: All right, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritually Roth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are with Shirley Ennebred. You had a question for you. Well, I
2: have, I'm gonna actually ask a different question, something that I've always wondered about, Shirley. Okay, so okay. now you have your grandson who's really your son. Does that mean that your son Corey's energy is 100% now in your grandson and it's left the other side? Or is Corey in both places? Is he here and is he also there as well? That's a really interesting question because
3: I had that question myself. And I have you ever been to Lilydale, New York? No. Yeah. I went to Lilydale. it's a spiritualist community, uh, about um, an hour south of Buffalo, you fly into Buffalo, and um, I asked somebody there, because they have all these mediums there, um, how he could be in two places at once, and the, the explanation came from Corey, which was that if you think about like an aerosol spray or a spray bottle spray and the particles go off in different directions but they're still part of the whole. Ah. Oh. That you that's how you can be in more than one place at a time because the spirit can do that. That's and amazing. Thought, you know
2: what? That totally makes sense. It totally does. <laughs> that just explained everything perfectly and so simplistically. I get it now. You get
1: it now. You yeah, totally. You're all good. All right, yep. so Shirley Annabrod, everybody, so listen Shirley before we go to our next guest, can you let us know what's up and coming for you, any new projects and how our audience can get a hold of you?
3: Well, my um I do blog uh grief articles on my blog at com. I've written several more books and I'm working on two uh right at the moment. So, amazon.com or um smashwords.com for ebooks. And, uh, just email me and I'd, I'll answer any questions that anybody has.
1: All right. Right on. And what, what, what email you want to put out to the audience, Shirley?
3: Um, S Santa eight Oh eight at gmail.com.
1: All right. You heard it here first on spiritually raw, right on Shirley. Thank you very much for being on the show and lots of luck to you. Thank,
3: thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.
1: Yep. All right. So who's up Aloha. next?
2: Aloha. I think I'm going to start saying that Jeff Dawson's up next Jay. he's, 35 years where he was a road, road construction veteran, then he turned multi-genre author, his books range from a true love story of, of his soulmate, actually, to um, historical perspectives of vampires, to the third Reich. Jeff's unique perspective on his life and the way he dealt with back-to-back tragedies. It's going to be eye-opening revelations for all of us i can't wait to hear it he's the author of why did everything happen and love loves true second chance
1: all right jeff dawson welcome to the show jeff 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 how are you, jeff? Thank you for having me. oh of course of course hey we're just real quick housekeeping i think someone's got speakers work because we're getting a little background on somewhere there um what do you say mr producer yeah yeah, yeah a little background there so we can just kind of get that yes, down sure. Yeah. yeah,
2: everybody make sure, please, you got your ear um, head, headset in because that's going to help the clarity and the sound quality.
1: And we're hearing our own voice on your, on your side. Yeah, 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 I'm hearing it. I don't want to hear myself anymore, man. All right, so Jeff, let's, let's get back right to you. So you spent 25 years, Jeff, in the world of road construction to now becoming an author, like a really unusual transition.
5: How does that even happen? Back surgery. Uh-oh. I had major back surgery in 2010, and that kind of knocked me out of the construction environment. So I decided I needed to do something and I'd been toying with riding since I was 14 and decided I'd give it a whirl. Yes do you feel like talking. do
1: you feel like it's somewhat of a blessing in disguise there for you that okay well you know the back surgery now I actually was able to get these things out. you know these works out.
5: Uh, I wouldn't call back surgery a blessing but it did it did send me on a new career path. I will put it that way.
1: What, what career path, now when, with this new career path that you're on right now, I mean, you know, do you just feel like it's a different phase? Do you,
5: do you like one better than the other, or do you feel one better than the other? Uh, well, I'm still doing construction. I have a utility company, but I do enjoy writing a lot more than I do construction because, I mean, like if you're building a house, that's kind of a minor thing, but the problems that you encounter, it's just every day is a battle. And physically exhausting, stressful. not
2: to mention. I mean, on yes. your body, it's physically exhausting.
5: It can be, yes, very stressful. It can be. So, uh,
2: you took a second chance at love after 30 years with your high school sweetheart. How did you guys reconnect after all that time?
5: I put a business card in her parents' mailbox, and it was the third time. And it's like, okay, this is it. Last chance. Let's see if. I hear from her. Two weeks passed. I finally started giving up that it was over, and she called me at work and almost hung up on me because I didn't recognize her.
2: Wow. So, had you been thinking about her for all those years, or how did what brought this all back?
5: She was the one girl that I never forgot about, even ah, when I was married. The In one fact, girl that got wife...
2: away. Every guy's got one. The one girl
5: she was she was the girl no doubt about it
2: uh, did your wife ever know about it
5: uh no we were divorced At we were only married about nine years but she knew about her because i still had a lot of mementos from her and she tried to throw them out one day and i said throw those out and you can go out the door too oh man oh that's a problem that's heavy <laughs>
2: And wait it a minute, so are ha- you saying that after you said that to your first wife that she didn't catch on, like the red, you know, warning here? Something's wrong? Well,
5: it wasn't a warning. It was just oh, I that's had a, up a lot of stuff when I got married, and but there was one thing it's like, no, that I want to keep around just because it was my high school memories. It had nothing to do with my marriage because I loved my wife, that but,
2: is the geez. biggest bunch of bs if you keep your wife your old girlfriend's pictures lying around she never left your heart she was still always on your mind and you never wanted to let go of it and no, that's, that's the guy's honest I know, you, you can no, tell why me. don't you let him speak I, because i just i don't buy that
1: well no worry nobody's well, th- this is not your interview that's why he
2: married her <laughs> that's why he went because you know what He never got rid of the pictures because he was. She was always. Well, obviously
1: he's got a connection with her.
2: That's what I'm saying.
5: All right. Well, you know, you don't have to say it like that.
2: Well, I'm just telling you.
1: Uh, Jeff, well,
5: manners. I mean, you know, we've all had a lot of boyfriends and girlfriends through the years, and you can't tell me there's not one you still think about occasionally, even though you're married. Yeah.
2: I Uh, cannot. Well,
5: there has to be a memory. From way back when. I don't have any still... pictures
2: laying around. Give though, it back either. to her, Jeff.
5: Give
1: it back to her, man. <laughs> well, don't let her saying, do that to you. you know,
5: Debbie's picture was in our closet. It was in a box along with all of my high school annuals. What am I supposed to get rid of all my high school annuals from the girlfriend's side? Oh, that
2: well, that's a different story. No, I mean, it's she not was not like in an... a. Her,
5: her pictures are in those annuals, too. And I just hung on to it. It's like, okay, that's just one thing, but it was never on display. It stayed where it supposed to because I was devoted to my wife. I know she she's at, she's acting
1: like you had a picture of her on the bedside at the same time. No, With I, didn't the, I know have a picture of her on I know the I, Listen, yeah. listen. Yeah, all right. Hey, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I'm done. No. Oh. So when you, <laughs> that's, that's okay. When you, <laughs> when. <laughs> when you um when you actually went and met her again and you reconnected cuz this is really good and it's actually pretty heartwarming and i think no, it's a lot awesome. i think it's i they it really do and i think a That's lot of people always think about that one you know whether they don't whether they put it out there and dress her or not but <laughs> did you when you saw her when you saw her did you i mean what was that connection like again you know did you was it like it was like no time had passed or what was that like
5: no time had passed but she did everything in her power to have me not come see her. She was divorced the second time. She had two children and she was on the tail end of radiation treatment from the breast cancer. She'd been diagnosed with in May of that year. Oh. oh. So she really tried to tell me, you really don't want to come see me. She goes, I don't have any hair. And the bottom line was, Debbie, I've waited 30 years. If there's anything there, that's fine. If there isn't, then we can close that chapter. But I still want to see you. Ah.
2: That is true love at its finest. You're a good
1: man, Jeff. You're making the rest of us look look really pretty bad. But I mean, you're a good man. That's 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 some pretty that's some pretty good stuff there, man. So so she had kids. Did you have kids also? I have three. Yes, you have three. And so what did when you got together here? Um, you know, with her. How were the kids together? Did, did they, did they all get along her side and your side? Was kind it of like
2: thing? the Brady Bunch?
5: No, it wasn't the Brady Bunch. <laughs> My kids were grown and they Ooh. were living their own lives. Now hers were teenagers and the oldest one, when she know was coming up, told her younger sister that they weren't going to like me because as far as they knew, I just got out of prison was an ex-murderer. Well, oh. That was a nice introduction. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's
1: a way to meet someone. <laughs>
5: yeah, I mean, it was, you know, she introduced me to them and they ran up the stairs. So how'd and, you smooth it out? Well, the way it smoothed out was since Debbie was still going through treatment, she laid down, and this was in McAllister, Oklahoma, I was hungry and it's like, okay, where are we going to eat? So I go upstairs and I look at her totters and I go, I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? Well, that sold the oldest one. She goes, he's going to feed us. This is really good. And Jessica was 13, 14 at the time, but it took time for us to get together. Now my youngest son lived in Tulsa. So he would come down once Debbie and ours, my My relationship started blossoming again. Then I invited my youngest son to come down and uh, we just got along as a family. We just had fun together.
2: It was meant to be. So when did the book come to play?
5: The book came out about a year after she died. I asked her daughters if they would mind if I wrote a memoir about their mom. And they you know they're teenagers they're like well okay so i wrote it and then i said now you all are the first ones to read it and if there's anything in there you don't like you tell me and i'll take it out because this is about your mom and
2: and they did
1: Sarge, i hear you in the back trying to comment here man what do you think
2: about this
3: love story you know
4: what you can't comment on that i mean i'm like with you, April I mean it is true love uh I, I but I, I you know obviously I'm not thinking about some past chick that I've been with but you know nevertheless
1: that's because you know your wife's listening right now hey man that's because you know your wife's listening right now <laughs> and you know what ass.
6: she would be awesome. I'm You'd not be that dead. yeah she probably yeah. she's, she's holding up
1: she's holding up, 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 up a before. sign right now I said you better say that man hey I'm sitting next to mine man so don't worry about it but you got <laughs> oh man Oh, gosh.
5: I'm so glad I it, no, I've no, stirred no. up a hornet's nest. Yeah, you did, man. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So when you, when you shared that to us, and getting back to what you said there, so when you, when you said to the, the girls or the kids, her kids, and say, hey, you know, if there's anything that you want to change, I mean, what did, they, what did they come back and say? I just want to get that from
5: you again. They changed nothing, but I did ask them, if you want to add anything, this is about your mom. So, feel free to write anything you want and we'll incorporate into the book. The oldest daughter, Jessica, did uh, make an addition to it. The younger one, she's still dealing with it.
2: Well, you know, sometimes it takes time, but that's okay. You know, everybody all in their due time. So, do you think, yeah, so you know, it's all right. It's all right. Do you think you'll ever remarry?
5: If I meet the right girl, but I do know that I cannot hold anyone to the standard I had with Debbie. Aww. That's your Debbie, man. Yeah.
2: She's really your heart.
5: That's, that's great. I can't, I can't replace her, and to try and replace her would uh, set up for any relationship to fail.
2: How long were you actually to get together before she passed?
5: The second time. Yeah. The second time, seven months.
2: Wow, that's inc- so you were really blessed.
1: So you actually went,
2: man. You were really of- blessed. You
1: you actually went through her through that really most challenging time right there for her, right? You were there with her all the way through, huh?
5: Yes, and the day that we got the diagnosis, because I told her I'm coming up for the reading on your MRI, and I listened to the doctor talk, and I saw the same look in his eyes that I did with my dad. So I knew what the, what was about to happen. When we got home, the oldest daughter, Jessica, came out and she goes, what's the uh, prognosis? And I said, do you want me to lie or tell you the truth? She goes, I'm tired of people lying to me. And I said, Jessica, barring a miracle, your mom is going to die. Mm. Wow. She said, okay, as long as I know. I said, do you want me to tell your sister, Amanda? And she goes, no, I'll tell her. I said, okay, but from this day forward, we are going to live every day that we can. Because I worked in Dallas and they lived in McAllister, Oklahoma, which is two and a half hours away. I said, I'll spend as much time as I can with all three of you. And we'll just take it a day at a time. God bless you, brother. Okay, hang
6: tight. Hang
1: hang tight. We got to take a word from our sponsor here. And when we come back, I want to know from Jeff's perspective what does he mean by the historical perspective of vampires versus the Third Reich and how that comes into play? So hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor.
2: Your health have more energy and love what you see when you look in the mirror imagine creating your thinner self without ordering special foods products or supplements without an exercise program and without counting calories david mandansky won the 2018 independent best book award for diet and nutrition and developed create your thinner self In 2016, David was told by his doctor that he had a 95% chance of a heart attack. During the next four months, he lost those 50 pounds and has kept it off. Learn to stop losing those same 10 pounds over and over with the Create Your Thinner Self program. Go to createyourthinnerself.com today.
1: join the ascension journey in 432 hz with scott howard as he brings a new genre of music to the world called source music music helping to raise the frequency of the world to listen and learn more visit his website at scotthowardmusic.com that's scotthowardmusic.com Carlisle Toms is an award-winning author endorsed by Meredith Sisko of the Oscar-nominated film Winter's Bone. Carlisle's poetry tells about his own struggles with bullying, abuse, and growing up gay in the rural Ozarks of the 1960s. Carlisle Tom's graphic historically and spiritually oriented novels are about trauma survivors, addicts and those who overcome to find a better way. Learn more at carlisletoms.com. That's K A R L Y L E T O M M S.com all right everybody and welcome back to spiritually raw thank you thank you thank you we are with mr jeff dawson here so jeff great stuff there right there and i want to transition here before we go to our next guest because i do want to find out okay so we've gone from the ultimate love story you know that that you've had gone through to you know vampire versus the third reich so how does that
5: how do you transition from that to that Did we lose it? During the time when Twilight came out. Okay. And after I finished Love's True Second Chance, I asked Jessica, are vampires still hot? And she said yes. So I've always followed World War II and been an amateur historian on it. And I decided, okay, can I incorporate the Third Reich in vampires? And it took a while, but what I came up with was two clans that did not like each other Yet they had created a treaty with the locals around Krakow and Poland that they would only feed on the sick, the infirmed, and the criminal element leave the healthy people alone. Well, on September 1st, 1939, that changes when Germany invades Poland. And when these clans, the Romanovs and Borowskis, realize exactly what the Third Reich is doing, because they're just shipping all these people and taking away their food supply, they are not pleased with that, and they have to make a decision: Are they going to unite and take on the Third Reich, or are they going to be starved to death? Man,
2: he's got one hell of an imagination.
5: You know, that's great, though. I,
2: I tell
1: you, that's really cool. Like that, you know, like that? Okay, so listen, everybody, that is Mr. Jeff Dawson. So, Jeff, tell us about some, uh, tell us about the newest project or something you're working on right now. Next project, and where people can get a hold of you.
5: Uh, the book that I just released, it's called Women of War, and it is a book of poetry dedicated to the women who have served our country on the front lines or at home. And I'm working on the third book in the Vampire series. Uh, it's going to be called The Cauldron. And you can reach me at jdawson41 at netzero.net.
2: Awesome. Right on,
5: Jeff Dawson. Very awesome. nice to have you on the show. Wish
1: you a lot of luck, brother. Thank you for being on with us.
2: He's like Mr. Versatile. Thank you.
1: Yeah, he is really great. Let's talk about our next guest.
2: Up next, we have Daniel the Healer. He is an exceptionally gifted, holistic, intuitive energy healer with insights into the energetic multiverse and how it applies to the well-being of all humans. <clears throat> Can't wait to hear about that. Uh, he's learned all types of different techniques. He's put together his own. He is the ultimate expert on your energy fields and offers an amazing gift of his healing and it's healing with love
1: with love daniel the healer welcome to the show
6: well hello hello, hello. nice hello. to be here yeah
1: it's Likewise. nice to have oh, a healing and all, all, all of a sudden,
2: sudden i'm already feeling like mm-hmm.
1: feel hmm. warm man you know what i mean it's really cool there yeah. so all right so what is our energy field and why is it so first of all let's talk about this what is our energy field and how does how does that why is it important for that to keep why is it important to keep clear on that?
6: Okay so uh, you may have heard about auras yep. okay. you may have heard that your heart um, on all your cells actually transmit energy. they have electricity and all electricity creates magnetism and a magnetism like the energy field around the earth, we have an energy field around ourselves. And it, it holds it holds your <laughs> it holds your energies. Um I mean, it's a little stupid to say your energy field holds your energies, but people don't understand what their energies are. And so if you look at somebody and you say, Hey, are you generous or are you stingy? These are energies. They're not in the physical, they're not really? in the mental, they're not in the emotional. They're in your energy field. Do you see these? It also holds your chakras.
1: Do you see these energies, Daniel? I sense them. You sense them. Okay, so the, the energies, when you sense them, are they, are they like the auras, like you said, or like kind of like different colors? Can you sense if it's blue or green or violet or anything like that? Is that, is that how you're sensing it?
6: No, I sense it in, in uh, Gestalt. In other words, I would, I would kind of tune into you and I would say, oh, he's a generous person. It just comes to me.
1: OK, got it. OK, so you're actually you're actually having a conversation with somebody or, or talking to them and you could feel whether, hey, this ba-, so it'd be like kind of like, hey, this person's got a good vibe around them or this person's got a bad vibe. Right.
6: Yes, exactly. And we all do, except that some people are more conscious of it and some people are less conscious of it.
2: Talking about that, Daniel, you know, we, we hear all the time. Oh, you know, you can you create your own reality, blah, blah, blah. But how do we actually really do that?
6: Okay, so you you do create your own reality, and it's really interesting, uh, because if you don't think that you create your own reality, you create that as well.
1: So oh. Oh, it's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest. Remember that one? No. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right, Daniel? Does it doesn't make tre- any sound. Yeah, if it doesn't make a sound, did it really fall or something like that? Oh.
6: You never watched like, yeah, the, so the, the anyway, Chinese shows do- when you were growing up?
1: No. No, Okay. Mm. Okay, so so let
6: me tell you how you create your own reality. Please. There are six six components to this. It's your beliefs, your attitudes, your thoughts, your feelings, your choices and decisions. Everything Mm. unfolds based on that. You attract what you are. If you're in a victim space, you will attract more victim stuff to you. Do you know that 80% of accidents only happen to 20% of the driving population? is it because they attract it well wow. yes
2: does that mm. account for every single solitary thing in your life daniel yes what what about when people get diseases? you know what I, I, before i ask you that question when people die do they actually cause their own death
6: No, they do not cause their own death. Death is a rather complicated thing, but it's a ritual of your soul. And it's really interesting because Shirley earlier talked about reincarnation, and there was a comment I wanted to make, and that is that outside this reality, there is no time nor space. And that's how you can be in several different places at the same time, even though there's no time. It's just the way we speak about it in in our three-dimensional world.
2: Can humans mm-hmm. multi? Uh, what is that word? Multi? Are, can, are, are humans able to be,
1: like in, be in multiple places, yeah, at, multiple one time? places multiple, at one time?
2: Yeah.
6: yeah. Some some are, but it's really really rare. You need to go to some of the uh, Indian gurus and and the holy men who have learned this over over centuries. You see, there's this whole thing that I said, you create your own reality. And the first thing that I said was, the first component is belief. Now, if you truly, on all levels of who you are, believed that you could walk through a wall, you could. Would
2: we be able to grow back a limb if we believed yes. we could grow the limb back? Yes. How, how can people get to that mindset to actually believe I can grow back an arm or fix an eye.
6: That is a long, long, you you see, there is also a consensus. The consensus is the pot, the kettle, of all people's beliefs thrown into one. Do you understand? It's like the group mind. And so if if you don't think about something, then your first belief is the belief of the group mind. Now, how much are you willing to actually invest into your creating a new belief? And are you capable of figuring out exactly what you believe on all levels of who you are? And are you capable of changing that belief on all levels to suit your new belief?
2: So if we grew up, let's say, in a tribe in the middle of the jungle and this tribe all believe the same thing. If we cut our arm off, we could grow back the limb because we don't think we we were never taught anything other than that. Would everybody in that tribe be able to grow back their limbs?
6: Yes. And I'll give you a, not a hypothetical example, but a real example Okay. in our society. If you break a limb, you put it in the cast, you wait six weeks and you, take the cast off and the bone has fused back together.
2: Yeah.
6: The aboriginals in Australia believe that it's done in three days. So their bones heal in three days.
2: Wow. That is cool.
1: And that's mm. si- that, is, that is
6: scientifically proven there, Daniel? Yeah, well, go there and, and talk to them and see. Oh, how I it. believe you, man. I'm going to stay here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. i yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not i take your word. Uh, it's been seen and, and cataloged and registered and whatnot.
2: What do you think, Sarge?
4: Mm, I I'm I find it fascinating. I, I It boils down to the belief that we have. Like again, it is how deeply we believe something. And I think that that resonates the most in people on a constant basis. I mean, if we believe that we're in poverty, then so it is. You know if we believe that we can't be healed then so it is so um that again and that's where i believe that our energy actually funnels itself uh too so um we don't plug into water we plug into electric
6: mm. yes yes and so all the things that of who you are kind of translates into you know the universe doesn't speak english the universe speaks energy
2: Oh, that's a great way to look yeah, at yeah. it. Hey,
6: listen, everybody hang
1: tight. we got to take a word from our sponsor. More with Daniel when we get back, all right? Get worldwide exposure. Be heard live on hundreds of the world's largest live broadcast stations. Spiritually Raw, the ass-whipping truth wants you. We expose and explore controversial truths, myths, theories, and dogmas surrounding the spirit world, and no topic is taboo. Do you have an amazing or unusual personal story? Are you an author, expert, or authority in ancient mysteries, conspiracy theories, UFOs, aliens, world religions, or anything revolving around the spirit world? If so, then Spiritually Raw wants you. Be a featured guest, highlight your products and services, and showcase That's your personality. Question, okay? We book up really fast, um, so go to spirituallyraw.com and submit people your request spiritual, today. Alright everybody, and welcome back to Spiritually Raw. We are with Daniel the Healer, who has given us insight on energy, and more energy, and aborigines, and all that cool stuff there. So let's talk about this, Daniel. Here's a question for you. If people can't create their own reality, right, why are do you see a lot of highly intelligent people walking around broke? And then a lot of spiritual people who subscribe to what you're saying here, they can't, they can't, they're they're broke. I mean, really, they can't do anything.
6: Well, I see a lot of that in my practice. And uh, karma comes in here. Karma, not in the sense of I killed you. Now this life, we come back together and you kill me. But karma in the sense of decisions that I made in another life. So, especially when you, quote-unquote, awaken spiritually, then all your previous life decisions and choices that you made around spiritual things will come true. I have an example of a woman who was, like, totally ready to, you know, uh, if, if you were a diver, to jump off the board. She was at the... Precipice at the end of the diving board and she was ready to jump but she couldn't jump she couldn't take it and so what was happening i found that in another life she made a vow of obedience and even though there was nobody in this life for her to be obedient to she was waiting for somebody to give her the okay so so how to um, fix it there's like all these vows we've made Um, this is the first time in consciousness, in the history of consciousness, that we can have it all. We can be happy, we can be um, wealthy, we can be healthy, we can have spiritual connection, and we can have love. We can have everything together. This is the very first time. In other lifetimes, if you wanted to achieve something, you had to give up something else. And that is still very pervasive in our life. You know, um, when's the other shoe going to drop? Oh, this is way too good for me. All these ideas that people, these fears that are hanging out here in the consensus, in, in this big soup of of thoughts and, and energies that we all have.
2: How did you get to this point in your life? Did you grow up? in a family that believed the same philosophy, or did something extraordinary happen to you? Because you're really, really, really advanced.
6: Really, really, I really, really. Really, really. Really, really, really advanced. <laughs> Yes, I really had something very, very extraordinary happen to me. I was born in Switzerland to a family that was very uh, left brain, linear, logical. We never talked about emotions. My mother only on her deathbed told me that she loved me. It was just something that wasn't expressed. That was emotional. I knew nothing about energies. And so here I was in my uh, 30s, I had come to the United States, and a friend of mine said, let's go and and see this uh, tea leaf reader, a Greek gypsy woman. And she predicted three events exactly, I mean, precisely, how they would unfold that would happen to me within six weeks. And they all three happened. That just blew my bubble. And then what? Well, uh, where, then did, where did it go from there? Well,
1: the lady blew his bubble. Yeah. Search, so.
2: Oh, Oh God, I got it. How, how do people,
6: Fine. shame on you.
2: How, uh, no, how do people read tea leaves? I, I never could figure that out.
6: Well, in this, in this particular case, you would drink the tea, and it wasn't the the herbs that made the tea. It wasn't in a little tea bag. It was like loose in the cup. And you drank the tea, and then she turned the cup around. And then the tea leaves would drop to the side of the cup, and then she turned it back um, right side up. And then these formed pictures that she read. Oh,
2: cool.
1: Do, do cool. you feel, Daniel, that there's a source that that is helping us so for example like when we create or you know uncreate these energy fields you know make them better or worse for ourselves whatever is it is it do we have to connect to some sort of source energy let's call it our higher power or whatever um to to make that happen and you know can you can you give us your perspective on that
6: yeah it definitely helps i think uh the whole universe is based on the principle of receiving not on earning but on receiving and who do you receive from you well you receive from those of course your family your friends and all that and society but also from the, your unseen friends that are on the other side so um, you do have a higher self, you do have a soul that are very, very interested in that what you do here is to your benefit, and they will kind of oot you back on the way. But we also have, all of us have guardian angels, and these are look out for us, that's their job. They, that's the only thing they do, they hang with us, and they help us manifest, they help us pull the strings in the background, so to speak. For things to have certain synchronicities and for things to fall into place so that your life can unfold and manifest in the most elegant way. But of course, you need to be there. You need to have cleared your shame we all have a lot of shame in our society where we think we're defective and not worthy and and uh, that needs to go otherwise you don't feel that you can allow yourself to receive do we all have
2: the same amount of spirit guides i mean for example do you have way more than we do or is it like equal for everybody
6: no you you all have we all have two that stay with us our whole life that's our counselors, these, these, these uh, have a specific um, task that they, but then it depends on on your spiritual awareness. And most of all, it depends on how much you engage them in your life. If you don't engage them, then you won't have very many that hang around you, maybe these two. But if you engage them, just in my healing work alone, I have 23.
2: And is that like when you say engage them? I mean, are you like you talk to them? Do you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Hi, Bobby, Sue, Carol, Larry, George, and whatever"? Or is it like (laughs) once a week? you'd be like, "Hey, Harry, you know, how's it going?
1: You want a shot of Jaeger? Yeah, kind of thing like that. (laughs)
2: Let's let's go grab a burger.
6: Right. I I I like the way you think. Um, (laughs) Yes, if you know who they are, like. I have so many that I cannot, you know, if I started to name all the, the names, every time I speak to them, I would only be stuck in names. So I, I call them my friends.
2: Aww. Oh, you group them. Okay. That's yeah. good. Uh, is it,
6: I okay. Put them together. And, but what you need to know, and for 98% of your population, if you know one, they will introduce you to others. Also oh, the other spirit guides, the other spirit guides are angels will Yeah,
1: I got you. And no will they say something like, oh Daniel's the cool one. He actually communicates with it, but don't talk to April because she shuns you. She won't even she won't even <laughs> she, she won't even give you time of day, you know what I mean yeah. and she won't offer you anything.
6: They're not, they're not judgmental.
1: No, okay, all right, so you're good, you're safe. Mm. you're safe. All Very right. Hey,
4: so Daniel, real quick, I want to kind of jump back for a second how do you get rid of the the past karma uh, that you talked about so if you were terrible in that other life uh, financially in this life you want to be more financial uh, set then how do you get rid of that bad
6: karma from the past I was thinking well that you question see too. if you're first of all you need to accept where you are at in the moment. You need to make Mm -hmm. peace. If I'm at this time not financially as successful, I need to first make peace with that. Then I need to figure out why in my history am I in this particular space? And then, because there is no time and space, really, you go to that person that you were in that other lifetime and you negotiate with them and say, hey, you know, uh, we've done the poor thing, trip for a while, Um, let's try the wealthy thing, and are you cool with that? And uh, the other, who you were then may say, hey, uh, well, why that? And then you say, well, you know, uh when you were poor there was a reason and now that reason doesn't exist anymore and really stands in our way and uh it would just all be better for us all to to function on a stronger greater financial level than we are currently right on and then the the other one guy says okay well i guess i'm cool with that then and then you say thank you very much i forgive you forgiveness breaks karma i forgive you and then you come back in this into your present and you start doing things that actually you do actually have to do the dance you cannot just say, oh, okay, now money is going to rain down from your ceiling. No, you don't believe in that. So you have to actually do something. But you may find that you're more inspired to do things that are actually financially rewarding. Uh,
1: daniel, mm. listen, we, we got to close out the show here. The producer's given us that look here. So tell everybody where they can find out about you, <laughs> where they can find okay, out okay, about you and so how I they can daniel connect with you. Daniel
6: the Healer. I have a website, danielthehealer.com. My email is daniel at danielthehealer.com. And, uh my youtube channel is daniel the healer my facebook is daniel the healer i'm all over the place just google daniel the healer
1: daniel the healer very good thank you for being on my friend it's such a pleasure there and i'd also like to thank shirley enterbride and jeff dawson for also being on with her so take a look at their stuff everybody you know and just buy their stuff it's a good time right and so again just check us out on bbs radio every la every tuesday at two o'clock so no wednesday wednesday at two o'clock you give me so much damn stuff to have to read here wednesday two o'clock
2: eastern standard time all right
1: on a nice note here on a nice no, we are going to close out here with the music from Scott
2: Scott Howard. Howard. Yeah, you're
1: going to love this. Scott Howard. Okay, so check out his music here.
2: Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends. And most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Many blessings.
0: Look up and I see stars out tonight. Look up and I feel things just ain't right. I look up and I hear the people cry. I look up and I I wonder. for me came out for-